Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I hope that you had a beautiful and amazing Thanksgiving holiday. And I just feel like it's a time for me to remind you of something. Um, If you're celebrating the holidays, if you're not celebrating the holidays. But either way, I, I think that this can be a somewhat difficult time of year for a lot of people. And I just want to remind you that One, if you are feeling lonely, like maybe you don't have family around and you are by yourself, there are so many people that want to be with you and want to support you, but you have to reach out. You have to ask for help. You have to ask, hey, can I come to your house? Hey, would it be okay if this happened? There's meetups. There's ways to find people online in your community and be able to connect with them in real life. And that in real life connection cannot be replaced. And I know that it might be a little bit scary to reach out or, you know, feel like, oh, I don't know if I really belong there. Just do it. You just do it. You get over it and you go have yourself some in life real connection. And it's a game changer for you. And then two, if you are somebody who is with your family and your family, you know, for a lot of us, family can be quite triggering. Um, I think last year around this time, I recorded an episode around boundaries and that might be something that you want to listen to um it's totally okay to set boundaries with your family and oftentimes they are the person that we need to set the boundaries with boundaries are anything that actually just tells people how to treat you it's nothing bad about the other person there's nothing wrong with the other person it's just telling other people what you will and will not accept and how to treat you if you don't want to talk about something your family brings it up just say hey I'm really not comfortable talking about that here right now. Not the time or place. That's it. You don't owe anybody an explanation. You know, I think that sometimes we get a little bit misconstrued with the idea of boundaries that you have to be some, you know, enforceful, crazy person to get it done. And that's really not true. So it's just really telling people how you need to be treated. All right. That's it. And I want to tell you that I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm really, really excited to for you to listen to today's conversation. Because today is really all about being a woman that worships herself. And you are going to have so much fun listening to this conversation. I know I had a ton of fun recording it. Because I think a lot of, you know, the dialogue is around self-love, self-love, self-love. And obviously self-love. Self-love is super important, super amazing. And there's a level beyond self-love that is self-worship. So we get into a conversation today, me and a lovely woman named Juliet Tang. We get into a beautiful conversation today around how to actually worship yourself, what that really means, and what you can do now to start getting yourself into the place of self-worship. And Juliet is absolutely amazing. She is a feminine business coach and visionary for heart-centered women that are service-based entrepreneurs. And her work fuses business coaching with flow, wealth, divinity, and zone of genius with soul evolution. So we definitely get a little bit woo on this episode, but in a really grounded way. And that's really what I appreciate about Juliet because it's not so far into the woo-woo realm, it's taking the spiritual aspects to move life forward in the physical plane and 
if you guys listen to me, you know that is what I'm all about because we are spiritual beings having this human experience. So how do we integrate that spirituality into our human experience to live the best possible life? And really the essence of her work is empowering women to own every ounce of their brilliance, radiance, power, and sovereignty. So without any further ado, and please enjoy today's episode and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sisters, welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so excited to be sitting here with the lovely Juliet Tang. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for having me here. It's so exciting. Yes, and today we are talking all about worshiping ourselves as the beautiful women goddesses that we are, and I'm so excited that you wanted to talk about this topic and to really bring this into the forefront of conversation when it comes to women and self-care. So I'd love for you to just start out with, like, what does it mean to actually worship yourself? Oh my goodness. So Kelly, this concept was completely foreign to me. I would say even if we were to have this conversation a year ago, because I feel that all of us have been brought up um, just the opposite. We've been brought up to really talk down on ourselves. We've been you know, brought up to dim our light, to people mm-hmm. please. And um, I find I work mostly with women entrepreneurs and I find that a lot of the times their income and their businesses are not moving forward, not because they haven't consumed enough webinars or hired enough mindset coaches, but it's because they're coming from the place of harsh self-criticism. They're coming from the place of holding on to energies that are really kind of like against who they are, against their creations. So um, I received this insight in a shamanic journey, um, I would say less than a year ago. And in this, in the ceremony that I was in, I was, oh, it was so beautiful. I was in direct communion with God and, and I was, I was having this conversation and spirit, I'm just going to call it spirit. Some people may call it God or universe or consciousness. Spirit was allowing me to know that you know, at the end of the day, when we are talking about wanting to build, um, wanting to build better businesses, wanting to build these empires, wanting to make more money, all of these desires are really coming from this place of expansion. And this expansion is this divine nature that that is who we are. At the end of the day, it's really about us allowing ourselves to be fully seen, fully heard, fully celebrated and fully self-expressed. So it's almost like, um, I remember Deepak Chopra has this beautiful quote that goes, you know, each human being is um, God in embryo. It's only desire is to be born. And we, all of us spend so much time looking at all of these things outside of ourselves, believing that they're here to make us happy because we are not holding the space for us to worship you know, the goddess that we are, this glorious expression of God that we are. And um, ironically, this is actually the energy of, um, this is the energy of up-leveling, you know, whether it's a business, whether it's an income, whether it is um, we want to advance in our careers, whether it's we're looking to, um, you know, to be healthier, to be more fit, to eat healthier, to have better relationships, to have more orgasms and to have better sex lives. All of that is an extension of the energy or the consciousness of self-worship because, you know, the truth is spirit or God worships every single aspect of its creation. You know, everything is just such a beautiful expression of that which is all there is but it's the human mind it's it's our conditioning it's what we have taken on from our parents from the society even our ancestral lineages and from past lives that we've learned to go against um, ourselves we've learned to criticize we've learned to you know tell ourselves that we're not enough And we're not good enough. We're not beautiful enough. We're not rich enough. We're not happy enough. We're not sexy enough. And I feel that these are the very roots of what's causing, um, you know, anything, all kinds of 
um, illnesses or financial strain or dissatisfaction in life. So self-worship is incredibly simple, but for a lot of people, especially in the beginning, it's not so easy because we're literally going against everything that we've been conditioned to think, to speak, to feel, to choose regarding who we are. And we are to, um, you know, have this conscious intention and hold on, hold this conscious space for ourselves all the time to really just see who we are as the most beautiful and glorious and magnificent creations of the universe. It's, you know, I don't think that there's any woman or probably human, I don't think this is just a woman's condition, but where we don't have some form of that negative self-talk, some form of just believing. I mean, you know, I know you work primarily with women as do I, and I think every single person I've ever worked with has that core wound of just, I'm just not good enough. I'm just, you know, I'm not enough as I am. I'm not lovable as I am. And we work our entire life really to sort of prove that good enough or prove, hey, I'm lovable. And, you know, by doing so, it's like we put on all of these masks. We feel like we have to present ourselves in this certain way. And, what I wanted to kind of get insight on from you is because <clears throat> that explanation was beautiful and amazing. And what I'm wondering is, where is this going beyond a self-love practice into a self-worship practice? And what does that really look like? So I feel that um, there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to self-love because, um, and I'm not saying any of them are bad because, you know, a lot of times we read blog posts that talk about, oh, you know, love yourself today, take the day off, go to the spa or get yourself a manicure, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or treat yourself to, to a vacation. And all of these are beautiful. They're beautiful. But I feel what really, you know, um, it's not that it separates what really takes self-love one step beyond is for us to realize to 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 just wake up and embody come from the embodiment of the energy that i am whole complete and perfect no matter what no matter what so that includes when we are feeling angry one day um so easy for us to just try to hide those emotions in our bodies or to try right. to bypass them you know and see ourselves as ugly right we're crying in front of a mirror oh god i'm so ugly i can't see the world i'm ashamed because i'm such a high achieving woman things like that um to how do we how do we stay in our bodies how do we feel safe going through all of these emotions, how do we feel, how do we even tap into that very multi-dimensional nature of who we are and say that, you know what, yes, the human aspect of me is having, you know, um, all of these things happening to her right now, but there is a higher part of me and that higher part of me is holding space so that all aspects of me can exist at the same time and mm. still exist in the frequency of, you know what, I am whole complete and perfect. So this is not to say, yeah, this is not to say that self-love isn't necessary. It is absolutely necessary. But I feel that many of us have more of a shallow understanding, believe that self-love is actually a practice or it's something that we must do. Whereas self-worship is more of an embodiment. It's just a consciousness. It's who we be. And this is how we feel. And this is who we are at a deep cellular level that no matter what it is that we do no matter how badly we mess up you know no matter how we wake up one morning and 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 you know um we're on the wrong side of the bed we're whole complete and perfect and it is we are so infinitely worthy of our own worship you know just just like waking up in the morning be like oh my god you're You are the most glorious thing in this universe and just really move into that energy um, and have that energy behind everything that we create. I love this so much. And I think it's, it's important to kind of have that. It's almost like living a little bit in duality where it's like, 
I recognize that I'm human and I'm going through human experiences and I have human things and maybe I have my quote unquote problems, but at the end of the day, I am still divine, whole and complete. And I think that's so important, you know, for people to really remember, it's like, no matter what is going on in your physical reality, you always have the possibility to tap into that divinity within you, that higher self within you, the you that is that wholeness, right? That's always a part of you. It doesn't leave no matter what the external reality looks like, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is the essence. And, you know, and because we, we are, you know, we, we get so caught up in our circumstances and our daily experiences that it's very, I feel it's very easy for us to identify so much with a circumstance. Let's say, you know, business is not doing well one month, you don't have the income coming in immediately you start to identify with maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe this is a time that I need to doubt myself. Whereas coming from the energy of self-worship or just being in the energy of self-worship in the shamanic journey where I really experienced it, it was literally like I as spirit seeing everything absolutely beautiful and perfect, just the way it is, even at all of the mistakes that I have made in my life or those things that I thought I shouldn't have said or the things that I thought I shouldn't have done in the eyes of the universe. It is just beyond beautiful. It is exquisite. And I feel that, you know, um, if we could just bring that energy, even if in the beginning, it's just a little bit of that energy into our being so that whatever it is that we do and create from their beingness carries the, the worshiping element that this is so exquisite. I am so excited about this. This is absolutely beautiful. And I am in the perfect place in the universe. If we can do that, I mean, how powerful would it be, you know, for all of us to come from that place? Absolutely. And so I guess what I'm wondering right now is, say we have some women listening to this that are like, yes, this all sounds great, but that's hard. You know, that's hard. I've spent, you know, 30 years negative self-talk. I've spent all of this time, you know, trying to believe in myself, but I don't, you know, it's like that belief is not quite caught up. They're still really struggling with that. So this idea of self-worship can seem kind of far away to people that might still be like trying to just start loving themselves in a real way. So where would Mm -hmm. somebody start with that? So I feel that the answer I'm going to give is very, very unorthodox. And it actually has to do with desire and how we, we are here to give ourselves permission to be led by desire more than to dwell in the things that are holding us back. So I'll give oh, an example. <laughs> it's, um, it is, we, we've been taught, and I'm going to say each of us, because we live in this collective paradigm where each of us has been taught to pay way more attention to the things that are going wrong in our lives, to be standing in front of the mirror and immediately looking at our stomachs, looking at, I look fat in this dress, all of these things. And we have never, none of us have been taught to be able to hold space for our desire, to actually identify so much so with that desire that we don't even have the time or the energy to think about everything else. And that is a cultivated skill. Um, Just having the awareness that, you know, as the God within us is all about desire because our only desire is to be fully fully self-expressed. It is to expand. It is to be self-actualized in this physical form, you know, through bringing that desire into physical form. So all of us have different desires and, you know, each of our desire is unique. And that is actually spirit's way of communicating with us. That is spirit leading us into the next fullest version of who we are. So if we can even make the conscious effort every single morning to wake up and then, you know, rather than immediately turning on the news or checking emails and figuring out how to pay, pay bills or like worrying about the problems, I'm not saying they're not important, but to spend a couple of moments with ourselves and to really sink into our next highest and most exciting desire and just be in that energy and 
feel into it and feel into how delicious it is, feel into how divine it is and surrender, which is super important, surrender into being led by that desire. So much so that, you know, there is not going to be enough time to think about everything else that is not that desire because truthfully, and I know a lot of women are super into manifesting, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that they love buying the courses, the truth about manifesting anything, whether it's a soulmate or more money or, you know, better health is that it starts with a desire. If we can just be led by it and surrender the how, just allow ourselves to hold the space for that desire to completely take over who we are so that we become a large enough container that can not only hold, but also exude the magnificence of that desire, then there's going to be very little time and energy left to sink into our old conditioning. You know, so partially I feel that because we're so wired to think about what is wrong, rather than what it is that we truly desire to be, do, and create, that's part of the battle. So having the awareness that in the morning, just wake up and sink into that energy and really develop a relationship with that desire so that we can, um, you know, we can say to ourselves, I'm here to be led. I surrender to what wants to be burst through me. That is a way to leap into the future rather than dwelling in the past, rather than looking at what's in front of us. Absolutely. And what would you say to a woman that, um, because I'm sure you've heard this before because I've heard it many times, I don't know what I want. Yeah, I've heard it many times, even from my family. And I feel partially it's there's a misconception that we live in a world where, you know, because of social media, everyone wants something big, right? We want the next million dollar enlightened empire. We want that house in Bali. Um, the truth is desire can be something that is super simple. It can't it can just be, I literally had it the other day where I woke up, my desire, my next highest desire was to go into the sauna. <laughs> so, um, so the next highest excitement can be something that is super simple and super small because the way that any, um, the way that manifestation works is that when we follow the next desire, it's going to then lead us to the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And I feel a lot of, uh, a lot of people make the mistake of wanting the next 10 or 100 steps to be revealed to them so that they can see the bigger picture, you know, as to like, I need to have it all figured out. It's not. Sometimes it's, it's just as simple as a voice of just go into the sauna. And when I went into the sauna, because of all the heat, I started channeling some ideas that I wanted to put down on paper and publish an article about it. And maybe that article would then lead to some, um, some connections where we could co-create something. So it doesn't have to be big. It can be just something that is so tiny, you know, and the key is just to not believe the mind so much, but to bring that consciousness more down into the body and into the heart and feel into it. Like, "Mm, what does the heart want today? As opposed to, oh, let me figure out what I want. That, that tends to backfire. Gosh, I think that is so huge. Like for me, I just call it like following that little nudge. That's just like, oh, maybe I should go try this restaurant today. Or like, maybe I I always go right here, but I just want to turn left and just see what happens. Like when we follow those little nudges, it's like the, it's like a world of miracles that's awaiting for us that we're constantly almost refusing to see by going in that same pattern that we go in by going in that status sort of, you know, I wake up every day at this time, my alarm goes off, then I go brush my teeth, then I take a shower, then I do this, then I do that. And it's like when we put ourselves into those routines, we just mm-hmm. off the magic. I, I personally hate routine because for me, I just <laughs> feel like <laughs> everybody always asks me, you know, what's your morning routine? What's this routine? Do you have, and I'm just, I'm so not with morning routines. Like I spend some time connecting with myself in some way. One morning that might be journaling, one morning that might be reading something, one morning that might be a meditation, but I just can't get into doing the same thing every single day. How do you feel about that? Oh my God. I totally hear you. So, so here's the funny thing. Um, I actually had this super long morning routine 
for about, I'm going to say for about a year and a half. And um, just the past few months, I started to feel that it was limiting me rather than exciting me. Mm. And usually, usually when I get that nudge, it, it really means that, you know what, it's not necessarily that the practices are bad. It's just that I've outgrown them and it's time for something new. So I then decided to more go into the intuition and, and go with the flow every morning and see and tune in and see what it is that I really want to be, be, to be and do every single morning. So I'm, I'm with you there. It's um, because I feel partially routines can lock us down, you know, and, and whenever we're locked into a present mold of who we are, we are missing out on these, what am I going to call them? These, 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 um, these little voices that are actually leading us into bigger versions of who we are. And I've done that in my business where I started feeling that I was really good at what I was doing. I literally uh, months ago killed an older version of my business because it just felt like I was being locked inside of a box and yeah. I was no longer having enough opportunities to be fully self-expressed. So I feel like having that awareness is super important because we can learn all of these routines for ourselves that support, you know, uh, people like to say positive mindset. I'm, I'm completely you know, I'm more about mindset, but, you know, to kind of like support us in such a way, but whenever we feel that it's limiting us rather than expanding us, it's always the universe's, you know, way of showing us, hey, you know what, you're expanding into a bigger version of you so that you can be birthing bigger visions into the world and things need to change. Absolutely. They need to change because we can't be operating from the same identity and expect ourselves to be creating our next level outcomes or co-creations. So I'm so with you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to know too from you. So I know that you got this sort of as the divinely downloaded message, but what were the changes that you made in your life? Like at this point that you got this message, did you feel like you were in a space of self-worship? Did you have to grow into that? And what was that process like for you? So, um, um, this is a beautiful question. And, um, um, so my answer is that I was semi in the place of self-worship and, um, I was in that space because when I surrendered an older version of my business, which was more, um, on the side of helping women grow spiritually, it was more like spiritual coaching, even though there were elements of hypnosis, past life regression, transformational coaching, energy healing, and some business coaching. When I was in that more like in the spiritual space or in some spiritual communities, I started receiving um, some messages that a lot of the spiritual teachings, and this may trigger some people, but a lot of the spiritual teachings that are currently circulating in our world right now are not necessarily the most aligned practices that we can get into. Because just in my years of doing this work, I've witnessed a ton of a ton of bypassing in people, a ton oh of gosh, using, yeah. using, you know, <laughs> love, light, positive thinking that more like that surface type of spirituality to not get in the body and not feel safe in the body and not live in the lower chakras. So a lot of people are living solely from the upper chakras of right. channeling. I need more downloads. And I also noticed a lot of, there's a lot of dogma and there's a lot of shaming in different spiritual communities, as in, you know, if you talk about your desires, if you talk about money, things like that, um, there is judgment. So, and I've had women telling me that they've been accused of sex, sex coaches. They've been, you know, they've been kind of like, they've received um, trolling from men, like, oh, you need to be burned, things like that. And these are the people who are very much into, I would say more of a surface type of spirituality. What I really noticed was that people are not coming from the place of self-worship. They're actually coming from the place of lack of self-worth, that there is a separation between me and God. So I must, I must be, you know, operating from the place of, I must be totally humble. I must live in a place of lack and poverty. I must not talk about myself, not be fully self-expressed in order to please God which is right. essentially religious trauma 
you know, disguised as spirituality. Right. And really how much of there's just like this whole thing against trauma, almost like we have to somehow pretend like things didn't happen or that we're all good and never speak of them again. And it's like, we can't just pretend our way into thinking that everything is good or we can't, you know, connect to our highest self in which, you know, theoretically could be the version of us that is that perfect, is that wholeness and act like that version of ourself hasn't experienced what we've experienced on the human plane. And I, I have seen that so much in the spiritual community. Um, you know, even living in LA, it's like, there's so much of that. I feel like it's rampant and it's largely doing a disservice to people. Like we're still not teaching emotional intelligence and how to actually handle what's going on inside of your body versus pretending like I'm just going to you know, connect to my higher self in a meditation and act like it's not there when it's your body asking you, hey, pay attention to me. Like you have something here that we need to talk about, right? Oh God, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel this is collectively, this is where we are right now. And more and more people, I do see more and more people are stepping out of that place because they feel that this is not, this is not serving them. So, and I would know I was in that space for a very long time and I thought it was all about, oh, I'm loving myself. It's all love until I started to become more of an, an observer and an outsider. And I started seeing, I really was coming from the place of low self-worth from people pleasing, from, you know, conformity, wanting to mm, fit in yeah. and also from not being in my body. I was hugely out of my body for for like at least three years in the beginning of my business because I'm a born channel. It's very, very easy for me to just woo, go all the way up into the cosmos, uh, cosmos without fully settling down. And usually what I see in both men and women is that um, there's a disconnect with their body. There's a disconnect with this physical reality. And there's also a disconnect with the real world, what I call real world matters things like money things like you know taking care of their businesses things like you know all kinds of things right. and um and when i was i was when i was moving out of that piece out, out of that space and then when i had that shamanic journey i started i was just like oh my goodness like i i thought i knew but i i didn't fully know because there's so much more that goes into it and what I really received was that, you know what, um, you know what, it's all, <laughs> all of it, all of it is in us that, you know, the, the, the divine molecule, God, whatever it is, is in us. And God is manifesting or, you know, this energy, universal energy is manifesting into all kinds of form because it wants to experience itself through our full emotions, through our full bodily experiences, from our full life experiences, both the good and the bad. And I feel that, you know, a lot of the times the spiritual community can completely dismiss this, this human experience and see it as bad or negative or mundane or not spiritual enough. And what I, um, the message that I really got in the end was even in um, the way that I do business coaching, it completely shifted it because it, it's not just all about strategies. It's not just about helping women, you know, create that structure. It's really about helping them celebrate who they are, help them see just how glorious their ideas, their genius, their gifts, their visions are. And when someone is in that space, everything she or he creates becomes magnetic. And this is how we truly get to serve our medicine you know, to the world by first really worshiping the medicine that we have been given because each of us is just so unique. So um, that journey in itself kind of like completed the, you know, my own transformation at the time. And I really made, I, I made God a promise that for as long as I live, and it doesn't matter what version of the business that I'm doing, maybe later on, I would be focusing more on spiritual growth, whatever it is that I'm doing, the number one key, the foundation of my work is to empower people to see just how magnificent they are and for them to really own it and reclaim that wholeness within themselves and then help them create whatever it is that they want to create from the space. So it was for me, it was, um, you know, it was just like a really beautiful download and it helped me complete 
um, the transformation that I was in for that stage of my growth. Yeah. So when you would say that you were out of your body, which I think a lot of people are, and they may not realize it, how did that show up for you in your life? And then what was your process for getting into your body and integrating all of this? So I would say the symptoms are um, usually people can be very disconnected with money because money is a very earthly energy. So um, it doesn't matter if the person is you know, in business or at a job. Um, being disconnected with money is when we kind of like are so much in the upper chakras that we're not taking care of our earthly matters because money is also a very masculine energy and it, and, and it, part of its soul, like soul contract is to get our attention to be fully here, to be fully present. So that is usually the first sign because at the time my income was kind of like, uh, you know, like, going through different like um, ups and downs. The other thing is just an overall feeling of not being fully grounded. I was super klutzy. I would walk on the street and walk into a lamppost or I would, <laughs> or like just, just not being fully present. Like I would literally get lost in someone's backyard, um, you know, because I wasn't fully present because I was always in my head thinking that I was downloading something or receiving some messages. Another symptom is that um, because our bodies are not channeling enough life force energy, the body would actually manifest different, uh, different like illnesses, different symptoms. So it's hard to say what kind of sim symptoms because everyone is different. But for me, I know my body manifested it as um, allergies at the time. And it was also like I was constantly getting sick. And eventually I learned that it was because I was not receiving or like transmuting enough life force energy into my body because I was hardly here. Uh, one more thing that I constantly hear from clients is that, oh my goodness, I have this feeling that I don't really belong here. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't, yeah. don't want to be in this life. I don't want to deal with all of these people. And, you know, going deeper, if like we're going deeper into the Akashic records, past lives, a lot of the times it is that the soul kind of made certain contracts in their past lifetimes that, you know, perhaps this is something that they need to master in this lifetime, but they haven't fully mastered the lesson yet. So they kind of feel like they're out of place. They feel like they don't belong on earth, um, that they don't want to be there. And I've even seen it manifesting into depression and even like suicidal thoughts, just kind of like, you know, my goodness, I just don't want to be here. I've had it. Um, all of these are possible. And what I did to fully come into my body was the first thing was a decision. I decided that, you know, it doesn't matter where I am right now. I just, I need to claim my body. I need to claim this lifetime here because I've chosen to be here hundred percent, no matter, you know, whether I liked my life previously or not. Um, Part of what really helped me was to get very physical, was to engage in all kinds of like physical activities that were slightly challenging for me. Mm. So I, I've been a long time um, hot yoga fan. So I decided to take it to the next level. And I started to go to kickboxing, which fully demands me to be in my body at all times. Right. Because, right, because I need to really see what I'm kicking and what I'm punching. So Engaging in physical activity really helps. I feel that even just the, um, I've been given the advice actually by one of my own energy healers to meditate less. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to resonate with anyone who is listening, but I find that a lot of the times, especially spiritual women, they meditate for like an hour, two hours a day. Um, I am someone who used to do that and I would get easily lost in the space of meditation. I would be like traveling to La La Land in my <laughs> mind and then it would be actually difficult to ground myself down. Right. So her advice for me was to meditate less, maybe like just total of 30, 40 minutes a day, but to ground myself more walking on earth, engaging in more human experiences rather than just wanting to bypass the human experiences take care of my money. That was a huge one for me. And, um, and one of them is really the, like I would say, one of the pillars of my work is to heal our relationship with the divine masculine. 
because I feel, especially for spiritual people, it's very easy for us to be overly in the feminine, which is all about desires, expansion. They're all beautiful. Creation, creating more content, just going with the flow. Um, the masculine, the masculine needs to be here to protect the feminine so right. that she can flourish in her vision. And the traits of the masculine are, you know, boundaries. We gotta, we gotta be like, we gotta strengthen our boundaries, commitment, um, being able to commit ourselves to whatever it is that we're here to do. Being willing to take action is another huge masculine trait. Being able to stand up for ourselves, for our desires, that's another masculine trait. So essentially for me, a lot of it was actually healing the energy, like kind of like healing my relationship with the masculine and really telling myself to do all things that I wanted to, I wanted to avoid doing in the past because they were uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's so huge because I definitely, um, in my work, I typically work with women that are a little bit more on the edge of being too far in their masculine and not in touch with their feminine, but it's equally as, you know, detrimental to be in that too much of that feminine energy. Like we really do need to have that balance of both of those energies because it's like, you know, how many women have all of these ideas and all of these things and then never actually get it done, right? Oh, absolutely. I think I was one of those women in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing that I wanna I wanna share about my discovery and my learnings about the masculine is that I've seen I've also worked with a lot of women who are in that more what I would call a more like outward type of masculine, which is, you know, I'm a go-getter, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to get it done, I'm going to work 14 hours, you know, 14 hours a day, which I was in that space myself. And then I learned that this is kind of an outdated masculine energy that our planet is transmuting at the moment. So, and I really had to like, do a lot of work around it. So, so far what I've gotten is that the more of a divine masculine energy is not so much of that outward display of power or even like putting ourselves through all of these experiences so that we could appear to be tough and successful. It is actually inner strength. It's inner power. Right. And, and I find for most of us, there's always this power struggle within, you know, as in like, oh my God, you know, I need to be more of this. I need to be more of that. So that inner power is a very different, I'm going to say it's a very different vibration than the outward. Like I'm going to hustle, I'm going to get it done. Um, I feel our planet is really transitioning into kind of like, upgrading the relationship with the masculine at this moment and when it is an upgraded or when it is more uh, more of a um, conscious masculine energy that masculine within us is then going to take a very powerful stand for our desires for our expansion and for everything that we are here to take a stand for so then it comes back to the place of wholeness and wholeness is again the the piece of self-worship that we're here to worship just the wholeness of who we are, you know, the perfection within the union within. And it's just so beautiful. That is beautiful. I love it. And I'd love to know too, what is a self-worship practice that somebody could start, you know, after listening to this today, that would really, really help them in their life? Oh boy. So this is going to sound a little wild, but I'm going to say the easiest way to do it is to Literally, um, it's through pleasure. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, you know, teaching women to create everything from the energy of ease and pleasure rather than the energy of hustle and stress and overwhelm. So I once heard someone say that, I forgot who that was. And she's like, you know, God gave you this beautiful thing between your legs and, and, and your hand, you know, like go ahead and use them. <laughs> and, and, um, the, the reason why I'm mentioning it is because I feel that self-worship cannot take place in, in our minds because that's, again, kind of like bypassing the body. In the end, everything that we're looking to create in our lives must come from an embodiment of what it is that we're currently holding in our bodies. So if we can engage our bodies fully in this experience of just be like, oh my goodness, I am this beautiful, wild, 
goddess that I am and I'm just worshiping every inch of my body and who I am and the way that I'm showing up and I'm giving myself all the permission in the world to just immerse in this pleasure and ease and allowing myself to experience all of that, I bet that's going to be life-changing for a lot of women. And it doesn't require a partner, obviously. If this is something that we do with partners, that's great. But even if we're single, you know, this is something that we can engage in fully, fully. And then my little secret is usually after we have that experience with ourselves and really come from the place of, you know what, this is just the time for me. And I'm going to fully engage in pleasing me as the goddess that I am. I find that when we create anything from this space, whether it's, you know, go on Facebook Live, do a live, or create our web copy, or do some creative projects, whatever it is from that space, the energy is usually more expansive. Because again, it goes back to, you know, um, creating any creating success in anything in business and relationship and health we have to be holding on to the energy of expansion rather than contraction so when i work with women um, in their businesses and income i see so much they're operating from the place of contraction and it just doesn't work you know nothing that we desire can come from the place of contraction it's the opposite of our very nature so the simple practice of pleasure opens up our fields and, and allows us to enter the space of expansion. And then whatever we decide to do from that space is completely our choice. From there, I also find that it's easier for us to connect with our desire because we're already in the space of desire. And that's usually when like intuition really flows in because we're much more open you know, rather than just closing our energy yeah. fields. So hopefully that's a simple enough thing to do. One, I want to say that that's an assignment that I give to pretty much every one of my clients is oh like a God. total, <laughs> like a total night of just self worship, pleasuring yourself, like, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and just loving every inch of your body. I think for women, that is one of the most transformative practices that we can do. And, you know, if you're hearing this right now and you're like, oh, that sounds nice, but I don't have the time. I have kids. I have a husband. I have this. I have that. Like there's, there's a, a way for you to find time for yourself. And it doesn't have to be the super long drawn out thing. But even if you can just have a few minutes of, you know, your day just dedicated to just seriously loving yourself and your body, I think that it is so transformative. And it is one of those things that just slowly bleeds over into literally every aspect of your life. So I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. Oh God, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's deeply healing. I'm going to say that it's deeply healing. And I will say that 99, actually, I'm going to say that a hundred percent of our problems, our health problems, our relationship problems, sexual problems, financial problems come from the place of not being fully self-expressed. You know, they come from the place of feeling not good enough, not worthy enough, not deserving enough, which is the opposite, the very, very opposite of our truest, highest nature, which is we're infinitely deserving, we're infinitely, you know, just, just worthy. So, you know, and, and I see that the symptoms that we manifest in our, in, in, our, in our health, in our relationships, these are just invitations for us to step in. They're kind of like little alerts or messengers on the door, you know, saying, hey, it's time to pay attention to who you truly are and to worship every aspect of you because you are you are literally a vessel of perfection you know that's that's an expression of you so they are all of the things all of the negative things that are happening in our lives they're just invitations for us to operate from the truth and it takes a little time because we we do need to rewire the unconscious mind to get the unconscious mind on board and i find that the fastest way to do it is to engage the body and not just be stuck in the mind and say i'm going to do another 100 affirmations or i'm going to be writing i am lovable you know on a piece of paper for 50 times like that is still just engaging the body uh, the mind which is like 2 to 5% of our beingness, you know, our unconscious mind is the body. So anything that allows you 
to truly cherish your body, to worship your body, to make you feel like you're in the space of expansion is something that helps you embody the energy of self-worship, which in turn allows you to realize that, you know what, I am whole. There's nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing needing. Absolutely beautiful. Mm, I love this juicy conversation so much. And I have just a few more questions for you. Absolutely. One is, Juliet, tell everybody where they can find you. So um, my website, Juliet Tang, it's literally my name, is, um, you know, that's an easy place to find me. And I'm also pretty active on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle, I believe, is Juliet Tang Z on Instagram, um, where I usually post daily inspirations for my community. So I would say that I am not difficult to find. If you're really looking for me, just go straight to my website or, you know, um, or just shoot me a message either via Facebook or Instagram, and I'll be sure to reply to that. Beautiful. And what does being a woman unleashed mean to you? Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> it, it, means, it means for us, for women, for women to reclaim every ounce of our beauty, our radiance, and our magnetism. It also means for women to be courageous enough to follow our desires and be led by our desires. And if we find ourselves in communities or in places that are not supporting our growth, even if all of our friends are in it, even if this was the vision that we envisioned for ourselves years ago, have the courage to trust that we're being led into a higher place. And it is safe. It is safe for us to challenge the status quo, to challenge those beliefs or those things that are set up around us that are no longer serving our growth. And it is safe for us to lead with our heart and soul. Mm, beautiful. I love that so, so much. Juliet, thank you so much for being here with us. And sisters, if you absolutely loved this conversation, please take a screenshot, put it up in your Instagram stories, tag me at Miss Kelly Kristen, tag Juliet at Juliet Tang Z. And we love you so much. Hey sister, thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.